This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Welcome back, my friends, to episode number 84 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so excited that you are here today, and I am excited to share with you one of my dear friends, a colleague in the space, and someone who I really came divinely, we just, our paths cross at the right time. And we have budded a friendship, a professional and personal friendship, which is so possible in the online space. And I sometimes just take a deep breath. I kind of got, I did get chills as I was saying that because you really just don't know what you don't know when you get into this. And just like if you came from a corporate background or you came from a small business in your local area, you develop friendships with those people. And when I navigated into the online space, I kept telling myself that I would be lonesome, that this wouldn't be the case. And I would never feel as connected as I did when I was going to lunches, was going to work out with all of the people that I worked with, going to happy hours, doing all of those social things. And I'm a social being, so I needed that. But one of the greatest gifts of walking into a new space and trusting that this new space was going to be just fine. I have found my people just like you have found or will find your people. And so one of my people is Melissa Froelich, and I'm so excited to share her with you guys today. Melissa, you want to introduce yourself really quick? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be here. So quick little introduction. I have a corporate background. We have a lot in common in in terms of that, but I fell in love with a guy in the U.S. military. And so I gave up my corporate job and moved across the country with him. And after a lot of struggles trying to find a quote unquote real job again in corporate, I spent some time with Google and stumbled upon this thing called virtual assistant uh, and just kind of dove in head first because I realized that I wanted to create something that was sustainable and that allowed for freedom, right? Because not only in my personal life and with my schedule, but most importantly, freedom to take a career with me because I loved my corporate job and I loved the people. And I didn't want to have to leave that every two to three years when we have to move. And so that journey took me um, down the path of becoming an online business manager and eventually a business growth strategist and mindset coach. And now here today, getting to spend time with amazing people like you. And I have a business that is growing and is sustainable and allows for freedom and that I'm really proud of. So that's sort of in a nutshell. I currently am living in Las Vegas. We're getting ready to move across the country yet again. And I'm a mama of a three-year-old little girl and And we have two pups. And yeah, that's kind of me. I love it. And your story resonates so deeply with me. It was one of those things that connected me right away. I could tell that we had a lot of synergies in the past. And I think a lot of you ladies who are listening today are going to find a very similar story because I'm going to share my story, which 
really closely mimics what Melissa felt as, you know, she was making some life decisions and choices as well. But when I left corporate, I'd spent 15 years in corporate America. And by the way, I never imagined myself even being in corporate America, right? I had a degree in nursing and in the health and fitness space. And so I had never imagined myself working in corporate America, but navigated, found myself there, did everything I needed to do at the right time as far as where I was supposed to be. I don't think when we look forward, it's possible to see where we're supposed to go, like confidently see where we're supposed to go. However, when we get there and we look backwards in reverse, it's like, oh yes, of course you were supposed to go down this nursing path. Of course, because you're a caretaker and you're methodical and you're analytical, you're supposed to be in HR. Of course, you're gonna be plucked up from HR and put yourself into a project management and you know, end up getting into corporate executiveship. So that has been my journey. And when I took that big jump from corporate to entrepreneurship, which many of you guys have done or will do or are currently planning to do, at that moment in time, I thought, what is it that I can do? Which what I can do is completely different than what I should do. But what I thought I had to do at that moment was just focus on what the could be, right? So I call this my lowest common denominator. What are the easiest skills? You know, what are the skills that most people need? And for me, I looked around in this new found space of online business and I thought, I'm going to be a virtual assistant. It was quite popular. It was a term that was new to me. But when I Googled it, oh my goodness, it came up everywhere. So I was looking, I said, man, we've got lots of potential. Can I do this? Can I do that? It was a lot of implementation task. And I thought, well, yeah, I mean, I could do all of that. And I started down that path. And one day I happened to be talking to a peer, you know, who I went on to work for, or we're, you know, still super close. But at that time, she said to me, Nat, are you sure you want to be a virtual assistant? And there's no shame here for virtual assistants. They have a very big and special place in lots of businesses, including my own. At this point, I was walking out of a 15-year career. I was 40 years old. I had three degrees. And I had a lot of wisdom to share that was way higher than the implementation level. So it made me I didn't know that it was even possible to do anything above the implementation virtual assistant space. And so this godsend of a friend basically said, Nat, why don't you call yourself what you should call yourself? What is that? And so we started kind of flirting around what my skills look like. And she has no idea how instrumental that one conversation was. But she's like, you're a project manager. You're a business planner, which, Melissa, I think, you you know, when you use the word growth strategist, very similar. Mm -hmm. I had the ability to be able to look into a business to help them develop a plan and align myself with the team to motivate, inspire, and lead them so that we could get things done. So on my personal journey, I went from the idea of being a virtual assistant to really cover my bills and to start trying to replace that income that I had had so cushy from corporate. And then I went from that VA mindset into a more of a realistic state and leveraging my skills in the strategy, which I had done for so long, but just couldn't see myself here because I didn't know the landscape. I didn't know what my potential was and I didn't know the landscape. And because of that, I went down to the lowest common denominator, which is oftentimes the safest place to be. Then I transitioned into a project manager. From there, I really found my footing in calling out operations. Nobody was calling out operations when I started five years ago in this space. So 
the director of operations title, which felt so stiff. And if you're listening and you feel like, oh my gosh, a DOO feels like that sounds so stiff. That sounds so corporate. That sounds so governmental. Like if you have all of those thoughts, trust me, I did too. And at the end of the day, I had to make a decision that I wanted to be the highest common denominator, not the lowest. I wanted to use my highest skills, not the ones that were okay or average or other people had. I wanted to stand out. And so here we are leading and mentoring hundreds of directors of operations today. And if it weren't for me navigating through each of those steps I just described to you, I wouldn't be here. So I am obviously very excited today to talk to my friend, Melissa, and have her share with you something that is brewing inside of her. And it's something that she's already navigated. We have both navigated this. And so I feel like this is a partnership in helping you to understand what your next potential or greatest potential is in your journey of being a servant and a leader for businesses, whether it really is agnostic of the type of business or the business structure that you can have in your own business. I have a really clear thought that when we look back We can see that this is exactly where we were supposed to be. But when we look forward, it looks very cloudy. We don't exactly know where we're supposed to be. And so today's conversation is going to help you with understanding how you can navigate your next path or forge the path by leveraging the skills you have and up-leveling them at the same time so that you're in the greatest alignment with where you're supposed to be. So one of the things that sticks out in my story, in the story I hear every single day from the director of operations community, which mimics Melissa's and her community as well, is that we are a culture. And I think that I also think that gender has something to do with this. But as females, we tend to feel like we need to be implementers because guess what? All of us can be implementers. That is not a skill that is special to us, okay? We as a, we globally can get-ish done. We have no problem with creating the list or tackling the list. Now, you may have a preference in one of those, but that is by far and above something that all of us can do. As I have you here listening to us today, I will tell you that I want more from you. I want the next level of you. I don't want you to stay comfortable. And so in that shift of growth, you are probably going to move out of the doing and have potential to move into the next level, which is either the management or the strategy. If you refer back to episode number 70 of ours, you will see where I talk about the four different layers of operations in businesses and The bottom layer being implementation, the next management, the next strategy, and then the highest would be vision, which 90% of us will never get to. It's just not in our DNA. So today we're going to focus on the really the journey from implementation up into strategy. And Melissa's got some really, really amazing tips to help us get there. And then she's also going to highlight a program that she is going to be kicking off very soon. If you're listening to this in real time, it is a program that I believe a lot of you guys who are listening today should at least gain some information on because at some point in this journey of navigating from implementation into strategy, this may be exactly what you need. So as we kick off into more of the how-to and rip the Band-Aid off of what this elusive program could be, I want to leverage one of your other superpowers, Melissa, which is in this mindset space. And one of the biggest gaps we all have is mindset and your expertise as well as your ability to know and navigate the space of online virtual support by coupling it with the the struggles that we all have. I know my personal struggles when I went, and I described a little bit of them, but when I navigated 
from implementation to strategy work, there was a lot of blocks that I had. I don't know if you can, would you elaborate in some of the mindset techniques or even the, just the mindset thoughts that we have as we make that jump? Absolutely. So listening to your story brought me back to my own story and hearing you speak and then thinking about myself in those same stages. So much of that was mindset, right? Why did we go to that place of the lowest common denominator? Why did we go to a place that was resting on the laurels of what was easy for us to do and our skills? Well, imposter syndrome and not being able to see ourselves in a space of a CEO, or again, if that feels too corporate, whatever you're going to call this version of yourself that is calling the shots, right? So that is all mindset work. And it's natural because many of us that are coming from corporate, we're most likely employees, right? We're coming into this new space and trying to figure out how do we navigate it? How do we figure out what's even possible for us? Those things by themselves are overwhelming and (laughs) they're heavy. But when we start coupling that all together, we can only do what we can and we don't know how to tap into our mindset issues that are causing us to stay stuck or blocked. We're naturally going to go to a place that's safe and that allows us to do something we're good at, right? Because that's inherently that scarcity mindset. Instead of saying, I'm going to try something new and I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to take risks because that's going to allow me to grow. Now, I'm going to stay over here in this new environment that I put myself in. I'm going to do something that's safe and I'm going to play small for a little bit. So some of the things that happen when we do that is we stay in that place of safety. And one of the common things that happens is we keep collecting skills and courses and trainings. And we stay in this safety net of learning because if we get more, more things, more accolades, more confidence, we think that we're buying confidence, but we're not. We're actually buying <laughs> buying the ability to stay in this place that is safe in the space of learning instead of like just putting ourselves out there and remembering that we already are coming with a lot of skills. But that's like impossible to do unless you already have this really strong ability to, you know, have this growth mindset. And I sure didn't. I didn't when I came at all. And so one of the things that brought me to the place of, you know, this journey that I shared, and then I got to working as an online business manager. And I thought, this is what I want to do. I'm finally to this next version of myself, but it still wasn't the version that I was even at in corporate in terms of feeling fulfilled in the way that I was doing work, right? Something was still missing, but I couldn't pinpoint that because I was still playing small. I was looking at the fact that I had just invested all this time. I had just invested all this money. I finally found this identity that was no longer a virtual assistant, right? That was something that didn't resonate with me. And so I'm like, ooh, I have this new thing that took me to a next quote unquote level. And again, I want to pause right there and really echo what Natalie said. There is nothing wrong with being a virtual assistant. Like the world could not exist in our online space without you. And I love that. And there's nothing wrong with being an implementer. If you love that, fantastic. This is just about my journey and Natalie's journey and realizing like this didn't quite resonate as much as I wanted it to, right? So I get to this place of of thinking, hmm, things aren't still exactly in alignment or what I'd hoped, but I didn't have the skills to start digging into the mindset work to figure out like, what is this about? And why am I not going full force ahead, like running towards, you know, whatever is possible next. Instead, I had all these limiting beliefs coming in, imposter syndrome, like who do you think you are to even challenge us anymore? You're lucky to have gotten to this place of, you know, finding this path as an online business manager. You made this huge investment in your 
business and you should be grateful that you have all these clients, right? Those were the messages. And you're, you're probably listening and you're probably like, I can relate to that. Especially if you're at this place that happens to so many people where you start thinking, hmm, is there more? And then you you shut down those thoughts. Like, nope, I, I've got a good thing going because that's a scarcity mindset going back in. Like, don't rock the boat. You already have clients. You already have things going on. You're making money. Like you've quote unquote made it. But there's still something inside of you saying, but I want to keep exploring. So it's this kind of push and pull. And I stayed in that swirl for so, so long. And that was because I didn't know how to tap into the mindset work. I didn't know how to say, I am the CEO of my business and I can continue to take risks because I'm going to manage them appropriately. And no matter what, I'm not going to fail. I'm going to learn how to pivot, how to enhance my my next steps, right? And there are plenty of opportunities for growth just waiting outside my door. I didn't know how to have those conversations and those flew out of my mouth now, no problem. Not by magic, but by work. Like mindset is work. Mindset is a skill that I want all of you to devote to enhancing forever. And that's something we talk a lot when I get to come into Natalie's community and and talk in the certified groups and in the alumni group where this isn't something that's going to be fixed today. You're going to compound skills that are going to make you stronger in order to identify these things that are going to keep you stuck. And when you start doing the work with just being aware of it, you can say like, oh, I'm not moving forward. I'm staying in a place of safety because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to choose to do something different instead. When you when you talk about this, it really does take me back to that one conversation that I referenced earlier. I knew like deep down, I knew I had skills to do more than implementation I had a history, I had a proven track record. I had I had, you know, degree, I had all of the things that told me I could do something outside of implementation, but it took that one friend, that one peer who reached out and said, "Nat, I see you differently. I see you doing x this that I haven't seen other people do." And the second she said that, I thought, "Why have I been settling on this other concept, which of course would work. And I would have probably blown it out of the water because I work really, really hard to make these things happen just like these listeners do, just like you do, Melissa. But it took the affirmation of somebody else to say, you're more than this. And that that seems to me a lot about our friendship and also about the communities that we're both building because I know we need that. I know that we need we need somebody at the right time to help us when our mindset gets weak, when our doubt gets high, because as life goes on, of course it does. It does personally, it does professionally. And in this professional space, it's just so comforting to have the community of women and and really amazing diverse women to help me make critical decisions or see me in a better way than what I see myself. Because I mean, we're, we can't see what the, what other people can see in many cases. So Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And mindset is just, it's so critically important to your growth. Every single person listening today wants to grow. They want to up-level. They want to make more money. They want to work with ease. They want greater freedom. They want to move themselves out of corporate and to doing their lives work. They want to do all of that. And it's typically mindset. It's not the skills. You already have the skills. When people come into my program, the first day of every single program, I tell them, you already have everything it takes. You are already a director of operations before I teach you one framework. You are qualified. You have been since you got here. 
for a lot of reasons, people come into this, right? They either want development, they need development. And I say a lot of times, of course, I'm teaching you the frameworks of how to be the best operator, but the real beauty in coming into our program is the transformation you're going to have in leadership and confidence. The vehicle is oftentimes the tactical frameworks, but the outcome is always the mindset. And, and it's not just my program. It's any program that you're signing up for. So as a director of operations and for any operator that's listening today, I, I commonly talk about there's four different ways that you can build a director of operations business. Those four are a retainer model, a project model, an agency model, and a product model where you are taking, you're more of a coach, you're doing more of a one-to-many model. And so those are the four paths. There's lots and lots and lots of different ways underneath each of those, but those are kind of the categories that we talk about inside of our system. And so, Melissa, I want to just dive into the project model, which is really where I see the idea of consultancy coming up and where you can come in in, in many cases, you can avoid the implementation. It's always your choice, by the way. You can always include implementation in any of your services. And we have DOOs who happily love to implement. So I'm not saying that that is something that you can't do. But a lot of times, more times than not, my students are telling me, I want to get out of the implementation or I have been doing retainer work for a while now. And you know what? I'm kind of getting burned out. I'm at the place where I, again, want to up-level. And so the next place that I send them to, depending on their skill set, depending on their Colby, depending on a lot of other things, is mm -hmm. potentially into this project-based model. When I talk about a project-based model, I'm talking about one that requires more marketing because the contracts are shorter or the scope is a defined project. You've got a start and an end date. Whereas in a retainer relationship, it is open, it's ongoing. And so you continuously serve and help these organizations. In a project-based model, you have a start and an end date. And that can really be, I can't tell you what that project timeframe will be like. It will depend on your services and whatnot. But I wanna talk about the different ways that we can use project-based models as operators in business. I love it. And you're right that container can be very, very different depending on the type of client, the type of engagement you want to offer, right? So you're still in control. So I'm going to back up just really quickly to that place where I'm booked out with OBM clients. I have recently finished the certification. I have a wait list of people. So a couple of things are happening to me right then. I am feeling the itch, like there's something like it's not quite right, but I'm also feeling like I want to make more money and I am at capacity. I have a full roster. And I want to help more women. And at that time, men happily do that as well. But I want to help more people grow their businesses. And if I stay exactly where I'm at right now, I can't do any of that. So I started going back and playing some tapes in my head with conversations I'd had with clients. And I was looking for some themes. I was really looking for validation of, can I do something different, right? Are people going to see me as a strategic partner in their business? Because that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to call myself a business growth strategist. I wanted to be next level. I wanted to be having those conversations that I was having in corporate that commanded respect and got results, right? Instead, what had happened is I had gotten myself back into a situation where no matter how hard I worked, I still felt like the employee looking way up there to my client, right? There was not a level playing field. So I wanted lots of things. So back to that playing the tapes in my head, one of the things that I could not ignore any longer was the fact that people told me over and over that they 
valued the access to me. They literally just loved having conversations with me. The ability to talk through things brought immense clarity and helped them figure out what next steps were. It used to make me so freaking uncomfortable, you guys, because I was like, what do you mean there's value in this? Like, I shouldn't even be charging you for this. It's so simple. So I want to tell you right now, if when you start to notice those things, hold on tight to them because that's your superpower. That is where the value is. And nobody else can do that like you can. And so I started realizing, wow, people tell me this time and again, they would just pay to have access to me. And then because, so my background, this is kind of fun when we're talking about like your nursing background, my background is in agriculture. Like I am a science, I have a master's of science in agriculture. I taught high school agriculture, college agriculture. So what does that have to do with, like, I go back to the science of everything. And so I was like, what, what does my DNA say about who I am? So I went to my Colby and I'm a strategist and I went to my strengths finder and I have strategy in two of my top fives. And I, I love strategy and, you know, I nerd out on strategy books and I was like, well, so why am I not going into the space of being a strategist? Right. And so I decided to go out on a limb and start offering a model that would still get results for people in a shorter duration, but I could also scale that model because I could meet with somebody two times a month and still get really great results instead of having to meet with them every week and be in their business for a couple hours every day. And so that's kind of, for me, how consulting was born by realizing I couldn't ignore the messages I was getting, looking at who I inherently was, what did I love to do, and realizing that could solve for all those problems I shared earlier, right? Now, what that actually looked like with each and every client was different. I started out with doing weekly calls with people because I thought that's what they needed because I had this big disconnect that they had to have lots of access to me in order to get results. You know what happened? They got overwhelmed. I helped them gain so much traction that they had such a long homework list or list of action items that they had to go implement. I wasn't doing it anymore or things they needed to manage with their team that they needed some time in between. So I moved to a model that worked better. And sometimes my consulting agreements, like Natalie said, you know, it's more of a project base. Sometimes they would be six months and sometimes it would be a year. And sometimes somebody only needed to work with me for three months because you know what else happened a lot of times when I consulted? I worked myself out of a job in a good way. They came to me saying, I need an online business manager. And I was able to say, you're not ready for one yet. We've got a lot of foundational work that you need to do. And I'm going to help you do all of that work and figure out the next steps to take. And then I'm going to help you identify the actual right fit team member that you need, whether it's what you think you need or what I'm actually going to in- uncover. And so then that may turn into a hiring project and off, off I went, right? Happy client, happy me continuing to make massive impact, make more money in a way that leveled the playing field, you guys. Like that's the biggest thing. I was able to finally leverage my natural strengths the way I wanted to work with clients and then come in there as an equal partner, if not sometimes more of an expert. And it finally felt an alignment for me. And so that's why I'm so excited about this. Like so passionate. If you have spent any time in corporate, at least in my corporate experience, we would hire these agencies to come in and do consultancy work. So McKinsey and Deloitte and Touche and all of these big names, PricewaterhouseCoopers would come in to be consultants. And so I knew I could do that work. I partnered with them in corporate, but on my own, I could not see how that would, how anybody would want that. And much like your story, Melissa, 
I would come into these businesses as a retainer, director of operations. And over time, we got their systems so set up, it was time for me to exit. It was actually wrong for me to continue to stay in their business or to not elevate to the next level. A lot of times I worked myself out of a job because things became so incredibly smooth. The problem is that they weren't done with me. They still wanted access to me. We had made such growth. We had done such big things together that sometimes it was honestly uncomfortable, but they weren't ready to get rid of me. They were still willing to pay me just to have me around. And I felt like this is fraudulent. I cannot take your money. (laughs) I cannot take your money to be your friend. Like I started to feel very uncomfortable. And I had one, I'm thinking about her right now, still a dear friend. And when you're serving in these businesses, I don't know about you guys, but when I go deep and I give a lot in a retainer relationship, it becomes an extension of me. That's my business. My job is to become an extension of theirs. And I do just that. I deliver, I go deep. There's an emotional connection to the mission. So of course, it's hard for me to hop out of there too. It's not like I'm hopping in and out of a job. Like these are things that I get really, really committed to. So honest to goodness, I started a service Really, it was nothing I ever wanted to publish or to put out into the world because I felt like, how can I be a consultant in a space where I think that most people need operators in a business? So, you know, don't they have business coaches for this? And oh my goodness, I'm not a business coach, but what they wanted from me was my strategic input. They had seen such growth, they weren't ready to get rid of it. So I created a service called CEO Consulting. That's just what I named it. And that gave them access either two times a month or one time a month because they didn't need more. Just like you were saying, Mm -hmm. Melissa, they didn't need me every week anymore. I wasn't running their teams anymore. I was literally a sounding board for them to help them make decisions. Like using a decision matrix that I use all the time helped them to feel safe in making their next best step. So I'm a big fan of leveraging those consultancy skills and also pointing out that they won't always show up in a retainer relationship. They can show up in in many other ways. So tell me a little bit about what you are up to and how you are looking to serve this audience that's looking for that next level and who this is for and who this really should not be for. Sure. So literally a couple of weeks ago, true story, I was on a discovery call and it was like the heavens opened up and a meteor got dropped on my lap. Like what are those situations where I was like, oh my gosh, I have to build this thing. And in the last couple of weeks, my audience has called me things like the mad scientists because they've seen the passion come out of this. And really what this is, is going to be an accelerator program because I get women who come to me all the time and they say either I'm maxed out with clients and I can't figure out how to scale and I want more. I want more in terms of fulfillment or I want more money, all the things I want more for you too, right? Or they say, I don't think I want to do the doing anymore. And that's okay too. But there's this woman who wants more and I love that. And that's who I want to work with. But what they're really telling me is, I think that I want to work in a more strategic way with clients. And the other thing that happens is what Natalie touched on. Sometimes people are like, I don't want to be long-term with clients. I want to get in and get out. I want the Mary Poppins model. I want to come in and, you know, Cinderella, wave my wand and off I go. And honestly, lots of clients are looking for that too. They want a quick fix. They want like laser focused attention, massive results, and then thank you. And I'll come back when I need you again later. So 
what I'm up to is putting together a program that's going to help women be able to confidently market themselves in a strategic consulting manner in their business. And what I want to be clear about is this, you already have the skills. Like I'm not teaching you the skills other than the skills you're going to need to rewire your mindset, right? I'm going to teach you the skills you'll need to build the offer behind the scenes, but you have the inherent skills in terms of how to work with these people to get results. You've already got that. So this is more, how do we package that up so you can confidently go in there and say, I can understand the value that I'm going to bring to the table and we will get results from this type of relationship. And the beauty of this is, is this fits a lot of needs for different people. This doesn't have to be I'm going to change my entire business model and burn it down and only offer consulting. You can do that if you want, because you're the CEO. This might be, I want to add consultancy to my offers. And this might be, I'm going to keep this in my back pocket. And what I mean by that is maybe you're a director of ops right now and you're already booked out and people come to you all the time and they're like, I need a director of ops. And you're like, yeah, you're not quite there yet, but I can help you. I can help you in a number of different ways. And so that's where you pull out, like Natalie was mentioning, her, her CEO consultancy, you, you bring that. And I've been doing this behind the scenes with my one-on-one coaching clients for over a year now. And there's always this resistance around, but are people going to actually, you know, pay for that? Do these clients exist? Yes, yes, yes. We'll check all those boxes in the program together. But my work is really getting to be focused on helping you see yourself as the expert that you are and that I can already see and Natalie can already see. If you have that passion for wanting to work in a more strategic capacity and do less implementation, okay? And this is going to be a seven-week program. We're going to kick off the first week with a two-day intensive on Zoom. And maybe someday that'll move back to in-person, but we're going to do two days of intensive work going over the entire model and all the things. We're going to have three unique modules that we're going to cover, which is going to essentially be mindset, and really stepping into your role as the expert. The second one is going to be your framework and all the pieces that you need to actually build that in the back end and put it all together so that you can then go to market. And Natalie touched on something very important. One of the qualifications for this is you have to be willing to market yourself. This is going to take more marketing. And this doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have to be out there pounding the pavement, pitching yourself constantly, but you're going to have to be willing to market yourself in new ways. This is also where referral partners can be really, really powerful. If you do a good job with a couple of clients in a consulting capacity, they become your biggest cheerleaders and they will send other people that direction. This is where if you've identified, I don't actually want to be in the full-up role as a director of ops, but I want to help people get ready, then you also can be a referral partner for other directors of ops and say, hey, you know, you're kind of the bridge, the conduit to bringing them to a good community because that's the other piece that I really want to touch on. When you are a consultant and you bring that, you're bringing your knowledge and your skill sets and your expertise, but you are bringing access to your community. And that's really valuable. It's like access to the secret society that everybody wants and they start realizing that. And that's the thing. You don't have to have all the answers, but you have to be willing to have the confidence. All right. So talking about who this is for and who it's not, I touched on some of the things, you know, who this is for. It's for people who love strategy and they're going to be willing to market themselves. And they're going to be willing to say, I'm going to commit to seeing myself as an expert. I don't really believe it now, but I'm going to do the work and I'm going to trust the process that Melissa is going to put me through. It is not for you if you're brand new to business, because I think that there is some confidence that comes from the doing that we can't replicate in any way, shape or form. Both Natalie and I could have been consultants right out of 
corporate, but you couldn't have talked either of us into it. And we're pretty confident people, right? Give us a few months, get some experience under our belts. That stuff is priceless and you're going to be good to go. It's not for you if you're not going to be willing to do the work. If you have, you know, you're in knee deep in a bunch of other programs. Natalie and I are both very, very passionate about that, making sure that when you invest in something, you're all into it. And it's not for you if you're not going to be willing to market yourself because that's going to be important. You're going to need to embrace a new identity and say, I'm really excited to be able to partner with business owners in this way and get massive results. But you're going to have to be your own champion. And that means getting a little bit uncomfortable to grow. And it won't be forever, but that's the cold, hard truth of it. (laughs) And you have to just love the idea of working at that more strategic level, right? If you have resistance to it and you're like, nah, I think I want to be behind the scenes, then be true to yourself. That's the biggest advice I can give you around that. Right. And I would say to that person, know that this is another potential option for you as you gain confidence in your journey. We've been very candid today in telling you exactly our journeys and how our mindset has has held us back from taking big actions sometimes and how we went a little bit slower than the other people around us thought we should go or could go. So this is another option for you as you look into growing and creating your own career progression, because a lot of the gals who come through the director of operations program, I will tell them, you need retainer work. I want you to have retainer clients because I want you to understand your market, get more clear in who it is you want to serve, who you don't want to serve, what you want to include, what you don't want to include. And as you do that, you're going to see yourself as a leader. You're going to see the places where you want to stand up. You're going to see the people you want to work with. Frankly, that's one of the best things about working with a lot of people. When you get into this place of wanting to serve deeply, I can't stress enough how important it is to see yourself as a leader. And I write this all the time. Strategy equals leadership. There's no difference between those two terms. If you are a leader, A leader means that you are capable of being an independent thinker. So if you're going to be a strategist or a consultant that's going to come into a business, you're going to have to think independently. You're going to have to have your own thought so that you can share it and you have something to stand on. It's not what the market's doing. It's not what their competitors are doing. When you listen to them intently and you understand where they're trying to go, it's looking within you because you do have the answers at least the options of answers, but you're looking inside of you to help them see more clearly. And so this is not a copy and paste model. This requires strategic leadership, independent thought, and the ability, the confidence to partner with people. So I would say in that conversation and in that light, if you have some growth to do in those areas, I would hold off on this. But I think a lot of people who are listening today already have performed at this same level at some point in your life. I don't care if that's within work, if that's within church, if that's within your neighborhood, your PTA, literally, if you have those kind of of leadership skills and you can apply them to business, oh my goodness, this is such a place of expansion for you. I really want you to take a deeper look at what Melissa is offering. Thank you so much for explaining all of this too. I think that it's the idea of consulting is really exciting, but the the lack of clarity in how to deliver it is missing. So I'm really excited to partner with you to help my audience understand that this is possible. And secondly, to give them you know, an option and a choice in joining and partnering with you to go deeper in the frameworks. And again, the mindset, which is going to be probably the most critical piece. It may not be the piece you're coming for, but it's going to be the piece that you walk away with. <laughs> As it always is. But 
obviously I work with directors of operations every single day. And I know as my community listens to this, they're going to be asking me, is this a program that I should do as a director of operations? So Melissa, what is your take on that? I think that it's absolutely a program that could be a really great fit for you. Ultimately, you need to be honest with yourself. Like, does this feel in alignment? Are you somebody who's really, really drawn to that that idea of being more of a strategic partner and walking away from hand-holding so much of it, whether it's the management piece or the implementation piece? Because when you are consulting, you're there to guide and basically draw the picture of what's possible, but you're not the one orchestrating. You're also not the one making the decision. You're there to deliver the options and the guidance, but you don't control it beyond that, right? Sure, you can support it and push for (laughs) what, what the business owner ultimately should decide to do. The other piece, I think, in deciding that is how much do you love relationships, right? Because the piece of consulting that is often overlooked is the relationship piece. And it's so integral. Do you want to really love on someone's business as much or more than they do? Because you're going to come with that strategic perspective, but be able to say, and I want you to consider X, Y, and Z, right? And some of that is going to be really massaging the the business owner to be able to see things from a different standpoint. So you have to not only have the strategic perspective, but you have to be willing to form relationships that are are deep because that's where the transformation is going to happen. And I think that the other piece is, is looking at why. Why are you drawn to this as a director of ops, right? Is it because you are finding that you really do want to be leveraging a different way of working with people? Do you want this because you're already maxed out? Do you want this because, you know, it's something you can keep in your back pocket, as, as I imagine that some of you are feeling? I don't know the answer for you, but what I will tell you is I think one of the reasons Natalie and I resonate so much with each other is come and ask me, come and ask Natalie if she thinks it's the right fit. We're going to be able to ask you some questions that are going to help you uncover that authentic answer for yourself. And I'm never going to sell you into a program. This is not about sales for me. This is not a program that I want to put people in. This is another opportunity to help women work in a capacity that really aligns with where they want to go with their business. So yes, to all of that to say, yes, I think this is a really, really great opportunity for directors of ops who resonate with this. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're in the program right now, and we have talked about the project-based model, and that's been something that's been, that you've been curious about. I would really, really, really can, I mean, I think everyone should consider this. It's got to fit you. It's got to feel like this is the right timing for it. But at the same time, If you have been looking at a project-based model, a lot of the criteria that goes into our methodology in suggesting that to you comes back to the same things that Melissa talked about, really looking at deep relationships, looking at that strategic level, shining in the strategy, and understanding that you will have to market yourself a little differently. One last thing I want to pull out here is that this is one of those things, the reason I'm having her on this podcast, the reason that I am telling you that this is a great option for you, whether you're certified director of operations, you're a practicing DOO, or you aspire to be one, this is a feather in your cap. This is something that you don't have to put on your website. This could be an entire business, but it can also be something that you pull out for the right person at the right time, kind of like I did with my CEO consulting and still do by the, to this day. So I think that it gives you a lot of variety. And at the end of the day, 
I think we feel a lot better putting ourselves out there when we know we have a solution, when we're solid in the delivery of that solution. And Melissa is going to walk you through the process, the delivery, also the mindset work in determining a lot that goes into the work of being a consultant. So Melissa, tell my audience where they can go to learn more about this. So you can come on over to melissafrolick.com. You can also come to the Up Level Lounge over on Facebook. That's my free community. I am doing a lot of talking about that right now. You can send me a DM on Facebook or on Instagram. I really try and be super approachable and I want you to be able to ask me in whatever method is most comfortable for you to say, hey, I have questions. Do not feel like you're going to bug me. Don't be afraid. You can send me an email, melissa at melissafurlick.com and ask away. And we're going to help you find out the information you need to make the right decision for you. I fully believe this is that this is game-changing for any service-based professional out there that is ready to move into the next level for themselves. This is a great tool to have in your toolkit. It is something that can differentiate you, and it's also something that can really create ease for you. And creating ease is a big, big, big part of my work. It's a part of how I've gotten to this place. Even though there's a lot of turns and pivots and growth that has to happen, I have done all of that in the spirit of reaching ease so that I could show up and and leave a better legacy for my family. So if this is something that seems like this is coming at the right time and this brings me ease and confidence, come on over to melissafrolick.com. Do you want to spell your last name for them? Sure. It's not easy. (laughs) F-R-O-E-H-L-I-C-H. (laughs) <laughs> so I wanted the last name Smith. My my maiden name is Weinblatt. Like I just didn't get the easy one, guys. <laughs> I sure didn't. <laughs> so my last name was Schaefer and it wasn't like any complicated way to spell Schaefer. It was just S-H-A-F-E-R. And I would tell people before, of course, I knew what my my, my uh, married <laughs> last name would be. I'd be like, oh my gosh, Schaefer is so hard. And now it's like what I would do for Schaefer. People are like Gringrich, Gringo, Gring this. I'm like, oh goodness gracious. So anyway, I, I thought a good, a good spelling may help them. You guys can also tune into the show notes and we're going to have all of the links there. I really hope you take a look. And again, if you are from my community and you feel like you want to ask my opinion, I give you the exact same approachability as Melissa does, feel free to ask me. I'm always going to be candid with you. I think you can always count on that between my friend, Melissa and I. So thank you so much for being here today, dear. I appreciate all of your time. And then I I really, I also want those of you guys that are listening today to understand that the depth of relationship that you can have, I feel so much joy as she is launching something new, something that she is divinely supposed to be doing and sharing that she couldn't see in herself even six months ago, a year ago. It was that moment that came into fruition for her. And as it did for her, I was watching her. I am literally so excited to watch a friend and a peer do something that she is supposed to do. And those types of relationships exist here for you guys in both of our communities. We've got a lot of crossover friends in our communities. And I wanted to end this completely different than than the point of this, which is to show you how a consultancy can work in a business. But at the same time, I also want to model to you that real friends emerge when you show up as your true self. You don't try to pretend to be anyone else. You don't copy and paste any competitor, any person, any any idol that you may have. This is the true part of being an entrepreneur today. So 
Anyway, Melissa, thank you so much for being here, friends. And I hope to see all of you guys in our community at theopsinsiders.com. We are going to continue this conversation and give you a prompt this week. If you have any questions, you can drop them there and I will make sure to reach out and close the loop for you. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you all next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.